Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. We welcome you to another edition. <laughs> there you go, folks. That's the that's the morning wake up sound. We welcome you to another edition of Only a Fool Would Say That, the podcast where we ask hard hitting questions like, "Who moved my cheese?" Oh, wait, I moved my cheese. It's in my uh, it's in my lunch bag. So, but anyway. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Chris Granholm, uh, here to take you on another magic carpet ride. As you listen to that, uh, the uh, morning sounds, the morning sounds of the morning car ride. Uh, Chris Granholm, your host here, here to talk about pop music, uh, to talk about what's may, maybe, maybe what's going on in the world. Um, Yeah, you know, I had something in mind for right now and uh, was not, uh, we're going to go against it. Instead, we're going to open up with uh, talking about the last time I joined you all because it is a Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Happy 2020, everybody. I hope you guys had a good Christmas, good New Year's, uh, first podcast of the New Year. So welcome, thank you for taking this uh, magic carpet ride with me. we, uh, since the last I left you all, I, uh, I had ripped, uh, my favorite teams, these are a few of my favorite teams, uh, ripped my favorite teams for undergone coaching changes and, uh, expecting it, well, about coaching changes and managing expectations because it does not magically turn the tide. Now, one of the teams I spoke of, uh, well, let's talk about both teams. Arsenal, don't worry, I'm not going to go very long in this sports. Arsenal uh, made their coaching change. Uh, They announced two weeks, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago that uh, Miguel Arteta, a former player, uh, assistant manager to Pep Guardiola at Manchester City, would take over on a permanent basis as coach. He's been signed to a three-year deal, I believe. And while it did not lead to instant results, uh, they went out and won their first game in two months, I believe, by beating Manchester United. Of course, this was in London. This was not in Manchester. So, um, Fans were excited about that. Uh, Manchester United, as a <clears throat> as a uh, Arsenal fan going on 20 years, I can tell you that Manchester United had always had our number, and so it was good to for the new regime to get a win against the uh, the old guard uh, or the Ole guard. Um, and that would be funny if you knew that Manchester United. Coach is named Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So, we beat the Ole Guard. Ha ha ha. Yeah, jokes don't get much better than this, folks. Uh, so, that was good, and uh, today there is a game. If you're listening to this on Monday, January 6th, uh, Epiphany. Uh, happy 12th night to everybody. Uh, 
if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, January 6th, Arsenal does have a game uh, in the FA Cup third round. I want to say against Leeds United. The Damned United. Good movie. I would give it a look-see if... Um, well, you know what? Just if you're if you're a film fan, because that is a very good film. Not, not just a very good football film, but it's a very good film. Um, Michael Shannon um, playing the lead role. And I'm kicking myself because I cannot remember the name of the coach. football you footy fans are going to tear me apart because this is I I really should the this manager went on to manage Nottingham Forest and won back-to-back European championships at Nottingham Forest and it's I can remember the coach the outgoing coach uh, at Leeds, uh, played by Colmini, uh, uh, Don Revy. I cannot remember. Ah, oh. anyway, this is when post-production would be good because then I could just look up the name and then just insert it later. However, live podcast, live podcasting, this is what you get. It'll probably occur to me later on in the podcast, so I'll mention it then. But I'm getting off the subject. Uh, the other team I talked about uh, with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, since I, you last heard my voice, they have won all but one of their games that they've played. The only loss coming an overtime loss to the New York Rangers. Uh, they, I mentioned uh, that the you would only know how real the change was in the team when they played solid opposition. Uh, Over the weekend, they played the New York Islanders. Granted, this was in Toronto, and the Islanders did not play great. But the Islanders is one of those teams that uh, this Maple Leafs team would probably face in the playoffs and would need to come out with their A game so that they got a win against the Islanders that's a step in the right direction. I still want to see how they do against uh, Boston when they play Boston. Uh, granted, I don't think they'll play Boston against the March. Uh, I think they've already played them three times this season. And we're barely in uh, the first week of January. But whatever, I digress. Uh, uh, so, no, uh, they're both teams. Well, let's see what Arsenal does today. But both teams are seem intent on proving me wrong about coaching changes being just what's needed. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention about, um, and, and I almost made like a special podcast about this, was the fact of there was, at the time, there was a disagreement between Major League Baseball and the body that represents minor league baseball teams. Uh, there was a disagreement and uh, a labor disagreement, if you will. And, uh, major League Baseball had threatened to cut ties completely with uh, the minor league baseball entity. And to that, I can only say, 
discussion is that the uh, the major league ball clubs want to foot less and less of the bill for the expenses incurred by by these minor league clubs. And what I have to say to that is these they're your these uh, uh, teams, these minor league teams are they're bringing up they're coaching your the, the future stars of your team. And granted, you know, as uh, a uh, uh, a term I I read uh, well I read once and it stuck with me. They can't all be singers, and and that's true. You know, not every minor league baseball player is going to make his way to the majors, but a good number of them are. And these teams. And granted, uh, Major League Baseball does not, Major League Baseball teams do not field completely the uh, funds for these teams. A lot of these teams are owned on a local level by local magnets, local corporations, uh, uh, local business interests. And they foot some of that bill. The bill is not foot by Major League Baseball. Uh, and for Major League Baseball to come and say, first of all, demand that minor league baseball teams foot more of the bill, and then for the commissioner, Rob Manfred, the commissioner, to come and say, oh, well, we may just cut ties completely with minor league baseball. I am, I am getting really sick and tired of these self-serving, and granted, you know, millionaires didn't become that way by, you know, sitting on their hands or giving money away, but anybody who's been to a major league game, no matter what, doesn't, it doesn't have to be baseball, it can be basketball, it can be football, it can be hockey. You know that the prices they charge, and I've talked about this some before last month, for parking, concessions, tickets, uh, merchandise. These teams are making their money, folks. They're making it. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say it. they're making their money hand over fist, and for them to penury when it comes to stadiums, when it comes to player salaries, when it comes to minor league baseball teams that coach their future stars. You know, I was gonna, I'm gonna say it, I'm not going to, there were four NFL playoff games this weekend. I'm not going to talk about any of them because the more you talk about them, the more you watch these sports, the more that these owners will try to shove more money into their pockets and not necessarily give you a better return on your money. I'm serious. Stop watching these sports if 
ratings get bad enough, then maybe these owners, these these commissioners, will get it through their thick skull about passing uh, uh, performance rules for these teams. That you can't just take that two and fourteen. Twenty and sixty-two records are not going to cut it anymore. That you need to put a little bit of your profit back into the team and not just stuff the extra money in your pocket. Look at Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones spends an exorbitant amount on his players. And granted, Dallas has great merchandising. They have a great stadium, and so they have more revenue. But there's revenue sharing in the NFL, people. When the NFL signs a big television package, all teams get that money. And all teams can decide what to do with it. They can decide to splurge, maybe not so wisely in the case of the Cowboys, or they can stuff it in their pockets, which a lot of, uh, a lot of owners do. And the only way they're going to know you're dissatisfied is if you stop watching. And then maybe, maybe there'll be some performance rules that the leagues will pass. Maybe, just maybe, that these the leagues will do away with blackout rules, blackout restrictions that, uh, that these teams have. You can't watch your local team on TV if they don't sell out the stadium. Well then, field a better team. Give me a team that I'm that I'm willing to go pay a hundred dollars per person for. When you count in tickets, parking, food, give me a team that's worth it to spend this money, and then maybe I'll go sell out the stadium. But until then, I'll sit at home and watch the team. The team. And if your league restrictions mean that I can't watch the team. That's fine. I'll listen to it on the radio if I'm really that interested. Or if I'm not that interested, I won't watch it all. You don't get my TV ratings. Vote with your ratings, folks. Vote with staying away from the stadiums. And maybe these leagues, these owners, these greedy, rich owners will get the picture. Gets me so fired up. Gets me so fired up. But I digress, because you didn't just come here to listen about sports. You came here to listen about erudite topics, learned topics, and I wish I had one for you right now. Actually, I do kind of have one for you right now. Um, I've been wanting to talk for a while on... It's, yeah, it's about education, but it's about, in, in essence, poetry. I think that, uh, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's seen uh, Dead Poet Society. Uh, poetry is art from the soul, I, I believe that the line goes, that Robert Williams says. And uh, I, uh, I'm not opposed... I was thinking about it, and I, I, I'm not opposed to people learning poetry. Really, uh, I think a lot of us know some uh, some poems. Uh, I know some people who uh, 
recite the uh, the walrus and the carpenter. Granted, that was in uh, uh, Alice's Adventures uh, in Wonderland, but um, yes, that's that's the hell I'm gonna die. It was in Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, not through the Looking Glass, um, and uh, and most people know it. Granted, because of Disney, but we're, we're getting off the subject. Um, but uh, like, especially with events of the past few years, I find myself uh, uh, speaking the words of uh, Emma Lazarus's *The New Colossus*. Uh, for those of you not in the know, that is the uh, the poem on a plaque at the uh, in the pedestal of the uh, of the Statue of Liberty. Uh, give me your tired, your poor, your 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 huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your TV short. Send forth these tempest tossed. Uh, and I think there's more. Uh, there's a few more lines. I lift my light beside the golden door. Uh, or you know, if you've taken any, you know, if you're a fan of cinema, if you've taken you know, any kind of theater course, uh, of course you, uh, you know, some Shakespeare. Uh, even if the only thing you've ever seen is Romeo and Juliet. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks, it is the east and Juliet is the sun. This is poetry, folks. Uh, this, and, and I don't want to get into the discussion of whether or not Shakespeare was real. Um, that's, that's, a, that's for a podcast for another time. Um, but I, I think poetry, poetry is beautiful and I think it's easy to learn. And I wouldn't be above more people learning it, uh, I say learn, memorize basically, is what I'm known for, and uh, I wouldn't be above more people memorizing poetry, it, it's it's beautiful, uh, there's a lot of poetry out there, I'm not going to lie, and I, um, uh, it, there's some out there that speaks to you, I know there is, I know there is some poetry out there that would speak to you all. And it got me thinking, you know, if you wanted to, in the, uh, the breath of human emotions, human passion, um, I think there is, amongst the, the, the things to memorize, if you, if you were to memorize a poem of your choosing, any poem of your choosing, and a soliloquy or monologue from Shakespeare and one of Shakespeare's sonnets, I think that that encompasses, to me, I think that would encompass uh, the breath of most human emotion. Um, And again, the soliloquy or monologue from Shakespeare would be one of your choosing, one that speaks to you. It does not necessarily need to be uh, Romeo and Julieta. Uh, uh, it could be, uh, you know, it could be uh, uh, Macbeth. You know, it could be, uh, could be Hamlet. Uh, uh, to to sleep, perchance to dream no more. I, it, you know, you know. It, Whatever it is that calls to you. I mean, it could be, you know, Richard III. 
I, Richard III, to me, is a brilliant play. And to... Uh, I mean, you know, if there's... Uh, if you want to be... If it speaks to you. If you think... Because it, it is brilliant. Uh, uh, now is the winter of our discontent made glorious summer by the son of York. I mean, if, if that speaks to you, because, yes, you know, he starts off praising his family, but then he goes into, you know, uh, the ways he would like to connive and scheme, you know, uh, and how uh, he is, uh, he gets the short end of everything uh, because of the way he looks. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I am determined to prove a villain and hate the idle pleasures of these days. I that that's brilliant, and I could I wouldn't not blame you at all if that spoke to you. I mean, there are a bunch of idle pleasures of these days that that I would love to hate, uh, and not just sport, which I've been talking about. Uh, and yeah, to me, I think if you like, I said a poem of your choosing, a Shakespearean. Soliloquy or monologue of your choosing from one of his plays, and a Shakespearean sonnet. I mean, yeah, you could easily sound uh, uh, erudite. Uh, I mean, granted, you know, if you do it all the time, you'd be borderline pedantic at that point. But, you know, it, a little bit, it, it, not only will it make you sound a little bit educated, but also about, it will make you seem passionate, that there's some passion that drives you. How is that a bad thing? Um, but, um, you know, so go out and uh, a little bit of Shakespeare, a little bit of poetry. Never hurt anybody. Uh, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. John Keats. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening, folks. That is my show for today. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you have. I hope 2020 brings you everything you want and uh, a few things you desire uh, deep down in your heart. And uh, I will see you next week. My name is Chris Granholm. Uh, have an excellent week. It'll be. Uh, in the words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. Uh, I will uh, talk to you guys next week uh, when hopefully I will not rail about uh, uh, millionaire businessmen that own sports teams. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about something uh, a little bit more. Maybe some more education. Go out and learn some poetry, folks. Um, like I said, big fan, big believer in poetry not necessarily a bad thing and yeah have yourselves a week all be be good to one another be good to yourselves and we will talk to you all next week thank you for listening i'm chris granholm have a good one bye